Welcome back to Under Pressure, your pressure washing industries business builder podcast. We are happy to bring uh, to you today Ishvan Jaco, a business strategist to, who is here to teach you uh, about building relationships, getting referrals, and automating that process. Ishvan, it's very, very nice to have you on today. Thank you for joining us. You too, Jake. It's always good to, to meet with you and uh, always great. Love our conversations. Absolutely. So uh, for anyone who, who doesn't know, I also do a podcast in the home inspection space and Ishvan has joined me on that podcast a number of times to talk about things similar to this. And today we will be talking about how to build these relationships and, and get the referrals and automate it specifically in the pressure washing industry. So uh, we'll be very excited to get some of his insight and experiences and learn how you can free up yourself and your time by automating some of these processes you might already use so that um, as the cliche goes, you can work on your business and not in your business. Is that right, Ishvan? <laughs> That's right. We definitely want to be working on our businesses, not be caught up in the day-to-day -day in the business because it takes us away from growing it and, and creating the business that we really want to have. So well said. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyone um, that's tuning into this show who doesn't know them, do you want to give them a little bit about your background and what it is you do? Yeah, definitely. So my name is Ishvan Jaco. Uh, you know, down there, I put business strategist because uh, it's something that I love doing. I love working with other businesses and helping them learn how to scale their business. And if they don't want to grow, they just want consistent leads within their business. We can talk about that, too. You know, for some people, it's not about going out and one day having 10 trucks out there, you know, pressure washing. It's just about making sure that they, they have their schedule busy. And my background is I own a home inspection company. It's actually the largest inspection company in the state of New Mexico. And it was learning how to grow and build systems in my business that helped me to be able to do that with my company. And it's still continuing to grow every day. And from there, I started creating other businesses. Once I figured out the systems of how to do it and simplify it and systematically build a business, it's actually really easy. It's just understanding the systems that it takes to put in place so that you can put people into place and get the resources you need and then scale it. I also am an author. I have a personal story that I enjoyed sharing and I have some other books that I've been working on as well and another one to come out later on this year that is just about what I just shared, you know, which is how... How do, you, how do you take, you know, having a job, you know, this, this business that you created that's taking all your time and systematize it so that you can turn it into a company that you can own and manage or maybe even one day sell. So it's and it's on my heart to help other people because having been a long time, you know, like serial entrepreneur, shall we say, I've gone through so many businesses where it just felt like 60 to 80 hours a week was the life for a small business owner. And it's not true. And I want to help other people discover that. Absolutely. And for anyone curious, the book that he's uh, referencing that I actually had done a podcast with you regarding was The Victory Mindset. Can you still find that on Amazon? Yeah, you'll find it on Amazon. You can also right. find it at my website at ishvanshako.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if anyone is curious, he, Ishvan does have a really interesting and, and profound story. Um, a classic American success story, I'd say, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all have a story. We all have our own challenges. And I wanted to share my challenges so that people can see, you know, it, the things that you go through don't define who you are. It's how you respond to what happens in life that really defines your character. Absolutely. 
And so getting into that response, um, wh what are you doing now? We, we, we heard a little bit about you know, your background, but what are you up to now? I'm up to all sorts of exciting stuff. I mean, I, I, I had a, one of the services that I do in my companies, and it's just one, you know, there's so many, but uh, one of them in particular, I saw a need for with uh, doing sewer camera training. You know, it's a different type of service. It's plumbers do it, home inspectors do it. Some people do it as its business all by itself. And I saw a need there, started doing it. But uh, on top of that, you know, what I really, really started working on out of COVID was a response to a situation where I've always known to network with people. That's my top thing I do. Actually, this morning, I was at an event for an hour before this interview just doing that, just to be able to be in the room with the people that can either buy your products or the people that can refer you to people that can buy your products. And it's really powerful when it's one-on-one. -on -one. But when that stopped, I had to figure out something else to do. And that's where you know my latest venture got started, where as a speaker and an author and a coach, I was engaging with people where they would sign up for stuff. I'd follow up with emails and interact with them until they were interested in working with me and they would reach out to me. And I realized I didn't have anything like that in my home inspection business, which is my, like my <clears throat> bread and butter. That's my like main company. And I started thinking about it. I was like, why can't I do this in my home inspection business? And now the reality is, why wouldn't you do it in any business? So I started finding a way to, to exactly. build that and how I could help other people build that so that we can start building more relationships with multiple people in on a whole different scale, especially if you're going to scale your business and still be able to help the people that are right there in front of you that are ready to work with you. Absolutely. So this this whole process of building the relationships and getting the referrals, did this come out of a need for you to say, hey, um, I, I want this to become less of a, just a, a job that I'm building and, and make it more of a business? Or, or was it was this way past when you were a solo operator and you said, hey, I've hit a roadblock and I need to smash through it with a new system? That is an awesome question. That is an awesome question because... You know, this is what I talk about my book to come up as well, you know, is how lots of times we create something out of a demand. We just see something that needs to be done. And we're like, oh, I can do that. And we start doing it. And then we realize sometimes that demand can turn into a whole nother business. So that wasn't even like the idea. It was more, I got approached by a couple of people and they said, could you help me do that in my business? And I said, sure. <laughs> you know, and, and so I started helping them within that. And, and saw that this is something that a lot of companies don't have. A lot of companies don't even see it, which makes you stand out from your competition if you are going to implement it. And, and that I was able to start providing it. And that, that was just, it's just that journey of entrepreneurship. You create a product or sometimes you create the demand for the product. You can go either way. And, and then you start having to fulfill that demand. So it then becomes... Yeah, it becomes something that, you know, there was a demand there that's a product. And now we're helping, you know, multiple companies and we have companies signing on every week. It's really exciting. 
So what, before we get into exactly what it is, what was that need that you saw? Was it just that you saw the power of building these relationships and you saw how, you, how a business owner could leverage that? Or did you see the power of the referrals? What exactly um, was it that you saw that, said, that made you say, hey, I have to automate this because it's so powerful or something like that? The touch points that we use are touch points everybody's, everybody's using to some capacity. There's a lot of people that have a newsletter and they're trying to write their newsletter and be consistent with it. There's an email that, oh, when every time I meet a prospect, I send them an email introducing my company. Phone calls. Some people don't do them. It's a smaller number, but actually calling somebody up and saying, hey, you know, just want to introduce myself, see if you're in need of my services or know somebody that's in need of my services. You know, there's all these touch points that everybody is striving to do at some capacity but none of us are doing them consistently. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. It's not that we're not doing it. A lot of us are doing it, but it's inconsistent. And by creating an automated process, it becomes consistent. Last year, we had over... I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. There's a little bit of a delay there. But what, what I am picturing is, did you... You see people implementing a system to get to build these relationships, get these referrals, which with touch points in this communication. Then do you see that there's an influx of business, and to handle that business, you now have to step away from you know sending out those communication, those touch points, because you're over overstimulated with all the business. And so, is that kind of a problem that people have while they're growing that you see? That's exactly the problem. If we're doing it manually, we're doing the cards manually, handwritten cards, sending out gifts, sending out the emails, phone calls. When we get busy, we stop doing it. And the problem with marketing is you never want to turn off marketing. It's a volume knob that you can turn down when you're getting overwhelmed or you could raise your prices, which is another option. But you want to keep that flow steady. And if you turn it off completely, you stop it. And then once you're not busy, now you're scrambling to make calls and send out emails and do text messages again, instead of putting something in place that can be consistent and it can and it can scale with you. Last year, we followed up with over a thousand new agents within our inspection company with nine touch points, wow. including a phone call and a postcard. And it happened systematically every time, not one event was missed because it was automated. Wow. And what's the what does that translate to? Um, like you, you're doing all this relationship building and getting all these referrals. What exactly in, in numbers or in some some sort of metrics do you see a, a rate of growth? Uh, I'm just curious. What it, how do you you know get that into a concrete uh, form that someone can really digest and say, Wow, if I do this in my business, this is what I can get out of it. For the people that were on our list that had never referred us to a client and the ones that did, it went from uh, 12% up to 18%. And we figure that on the oh. value, the dollar value last year was about 60 to $65,000 worth of revenue. Just from being consistent and getting in front of people, getting to know who we are, trust us, like us, and then referring us to somebody. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of us hear automated emails. Sometimes our first thought is, oh, I get those all the time. Somebody trying to sell me something. Well, don't be like everybody else. Don't try to sell them something. Give them value. If you talk about pressure washing, talk about how easy it is to 
strip a deck so that it can be refinished. Talk about how you can refinish the driveway so that it looks like fresh, clean concrete again and then have it resealed to maintain it for longevity. Talk about how easy it is to clean the moss and mildew off the north side of the house on the siding. You know, talk about the value and what that does for them in maintenance and dollars. Don't try to convince them that they need the product or service. Give them value first and let them get to know you like you trust you. Then they'll give you all their business. So getting to this value part, which I I think is incredibly important, right? Yeah, don't be salesy, provide value and the rest will come, right? So how is the best way, how, what is the best way to provide the value? Is that, is that a video or is it phone calls? Is it, is it emails with video in it? I'm just, I'm curious what you've seen is the most effective. Yeah, all of it can bring value when you're bringing education, when you come from the perspective of helping them or protecting their investment, rather than telling everybody how good you are and why they need to use you. We all see the big billboards, bigger, louder. You know, remember the old car salesman uh, commercials, they would come on and they'd be louder than every other commercial. They even made TVs that would make sure that the sound wouldn't jump when those commercials came on. Like that's how frequent they were, you know? And did they work? I don't know. They were really annoying, but that was the idea is like, you couldn't forget us because we'd annoy the hell out of you. I don't want to yeah. be that salesperson. So videos, videos are great and they're very interactive. Emails are a nice touch point. They're really easy. They're light. Keep them simple. Keep them to like three paragraphs and maybe only two or three sentences a paragraph. Really simple. If I ever open up an email, I can see the little bar on the side that I have to scroll down to get through it. I'm probably not going to read it. It's way too much information unless they got something that captivates me right at the beginning. Uh, You know, text messages. Don't be salesy. Just, you know, keep it simple. Once again, you'll talk about your availability, how soon you can help people or throw out coupons, things of value. If you can ever get in front of people, like with the seven levels of communication, mailers are down here at the bottom, you know, big range of audience, very cheap, but very low return. Then you get into, you know, like your handwritten cards and you get into your emails and, you know, texts, all your digital stuff. Then you get to phone calls. Phone calls start getting to a whole nother level. And then you start getting to networking events, speaking, and then one-on-one. Speaking is probably a good place where it's not just one-on-one where you're going after one person. You're going after multiple. But once again, what do you talk about? Most of the time people go, well, I have to tell them how good I am because they're all looking for a great pressure washer company, Right. Give them something of value, you know, teach them about home maintenance, teach them about, you know, what your products do or what they should be doing for their houses and how that kind of ties into what you do rather than just trying to tell them how great you are. And that is where I find the most value or the biggest return on my investment. I work with a lot of real estate agents within one of my industries. And when I'm in front of an audience, the last thing I talk about is my company. And I always hear business owners, but, but, that doesn't make sense. You're, you're there to tell them who you are. I'm like, I'm there to bring value first. Once they see that I yeah. care about what, what, you know, them until they see that I care, they don't care what I'm selling. It really doesn't matter. Cause I'm just going to tell them everything else. Everybody else who does what I do tried to convince them of. And then when I deliver something of value, try to help them get what they want. So let's say realtors and realtors are a great resource for any industry pressure washing, you're probably working with a lot of commercial owners and, and homeowners. Who helps those people find properties? Realtors, they're, they're, they're an asset. But if I can go in there and I can help them learn how to 
build more leads, generate, you know, more leads, how to connect with their prospects so they can convert to more sales. Suddenly they're like, and you're with what company again? You know, not that I didn't say it, you know, but I'll teach first, give them something of value and then remind them who my company is. And now they want to spend more time asking questions about my company rather than sit through five minutes of me just talking about my company. Absolutely. And I feel like there really is, um, you know, power in the concept of show, don't tell. If you tell me you're the best company um, and that you're great, I, I might not take that at face value. I might question that. But if you come in and provide me value and, and you show to me that you know what you're talking about, I'm going to think, wow, this is someone who knows what they're talking about. <laughs> and, and I'm going to think, all right, maybe he is the best without you telling me, right? So I think that showing and not telling can be powerful. And it sounds like you've created, you've created a whole system to automate that. Yeah, that's where it took it to a whole nother step. So we have these new agents and then new clients in general. It's not just one, one specific industry this could be used for, but you have clients come in and let's use my contractor clients because that's probably a little more relatable to the pressure washing, but they're looking for people to sell services to directly. And what do you do for your client when they schedule an appointment? Do you have reminders that go out? Do you connect with them or is it just a scheduled and you just show up? That's what we're all used to, but how can you be uh, better than the rest? You can yeah. remind them that you're going to be out there tomorrow on their property doing these services. The next day you could follow up with an automated email that says, Hey, you know, it was great serving you. How did we do? Could you leave us a review? Or is there anything that we missed that we need to be aware of because we want to make sure we take care of those things for you. You know, there's these emails that are really basic just around the transaction, but what about after that? Do you have something in place that, you know, in the fall, these kind of services, suggested cleanings, whatnot go out so that you're marketing those services. And is it consistent? Because if you're just waiting for when things are slow and just blasting a newsletter, it's not very personal, but you can write simple automated emails that are really short to the point, and they can look like it was just you or someone on your team writing them an email. It's not a blasted newsletter. At least it doesn't come off that way. It looks more personal. Send them home maintenance tips in, the, in, in between that don't even sell your services at all. Like literally, you're not even selling. You're just talking to them about how they can maintain their patio furniture or when they should put their patio furniture away, you know, or drop the garden hose so it doesn't freeze and damage. These are little things that you're watching out for their investment and building that value. And then if you send articles, maybe you've written some articles or you can take some information and create articles that you can send out. That's something of value. Once in a while, doing a checkup phone call with your, uh, you know, more regular clients just to see how they're doing. You know, that was a huge thing, especially COVID. I just did. They were like just checkup calls. How you doing? You know, especially yeah. with agents, they're they're very outgoing, and suddenly they're like locked up. So I'm sure they were having a hard time with that. So we were just checking in. You know, so touch points, check uh, your phone calls, your text messages, your emails, email an article, email an article, call afterwards about the article. So now it's not a cold call. Just, Hey, there's this really cool article I sent you yesterday. I just want to see if you got it. You know, it's real friendly. You're not going to sell, sell anything. You're just connecting. And if they need your services, it's going to be like, Hey, you know, it's great. You called me because I've been meaning to schedule that deck cleaning. Yeah. Great. Let's get it on the schedule. So don't be afraid to interact with them and don't wait until you're slow to interact because then you're 
business is constantly going like this. You get busy. Now you're not busy. You're struggling to get work. Let's create this. And whenever you hit this, it's just, eh, you know, but it's still going this way. Even if it's just a little bit, the idea is to keep it in growth mode and it's being consistent with engaging with your, your clients and prospects. So if someone's listening to this, whether it be a solo operator or someone who uh, has a young company that they're trying to grow, and they're, if they're listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, wow, I do none of this, I'm behind the eight ball, where do you start? What, what's the best um, way, if someone is you know, busy working in their business and they, they wanna start on, on one of these items, what is an actionable item that they should go do right when they turn off this podcast? What's the most important? If you're already using a CRM, say, I guess like Jobber, House Calls, there's probably a bunch of them. There's Salesforce, HubSpot. There's so many of them out there. If they have an automated option within the CRM itself, use it. Make it so that when you schedule something, there's confirmation emails. There's a reminder before. There's the request for the Google review after. There's a follow-up, you know, 30 days later or... Uh, you know, some interaction that lets them know, maybe it's a coupon, maybe it's go like, hey, you know, anybody else could use our services? Here's a coupon that they can use to enjoy. And if they, if you refer us, we'll also give you a discount on the next service. So now there's an incentive to come back to you and tell somebody else about your business. So automate it, you see what's in your CRM. If you're not using a CRM, which is a customer relationship management software, in case you're not familiar with them, it helps you uh, create a database of all your clients and then engage with them. So you always have a record of transactions, conversations, their addresses, maybe specific details about their house, likes, don't likes. And um, if most of them do have some automation in there. And then from there, you can work on what, well, that's like number one, like that, just yeah. creating the customer experience, like improving that, that takes a whole nother level. I used to spend probably about an hour on every transaction from creating an order to putting it in QuickBooks, to creating a report, to emailing it out, to sending a contract. Wow. It was probably an hour just taking care of that stuff. And that's not even the work I had to do. And once I used a CRM and automated it with automated emails, the contract goes out automatically. They can sign it electronically. I took it down to about 10, 15 minutes a client. So wow. I actually was able to use that same thing, which is the first tip. Just see what you can automate in your CRM so that you can get more done with less work and then free up some time for either yourself or to be able to generate more work. Awesome, wow, thank you. Um, we are going to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor, but we will be right back. You certainly can't afford to give profit away for no reason. But what if I told you credit card processors may be overcharging you and robbing you of profits you've worked hard to earn? It's time to put an end to being overcharged for payment processing. It's time to take back your profits. That's why we've put together a free report, How to Avoid Being Overcharged by Your Payment Processor. Head over to TakeBackYourProfits.com, download the report, and put an end to being overcharged for credit card processing. You've worked hard for your sales, and you deserve to keep it. What are you waiting for? Go to TakeBackYourProfits.com and download your report today. All right, we are back with our business strategist, Ishvan Jaco, who's here today, uh, again, to talk about automation. So we've gotten into the automation a little bit, but if there is someone listening who says, hey, you know what? I already do this. Um, I, I've started out with, with automating some of these touch points. What's the next level of automation? Yeah, if you already max out what your CRM does, which usually is kind of uh, based around a, a, like a transaction, 
to do something else outside of that, there are other third-party platforms that you can get involved with. And that's where you can take it to a whole nother level. So you have people that are going into that platform who are just leads, you know, just like information, like uh, maybe people that, you know, you got from like an event or signed up for, a, you know, a raffle or whatever you did. And you want to start following up with them. So there's your leads, prospects, and then there's your actual clients. What about them? How do we keep our clients engaged? Because if we're not engaging our clients, lots of times they forget about us, even though they loved our service year later, they just forget about us. But if we're following up with them, keeping engaged and staying in front of them helps us to stay top of mind with those clients. So there's, you know, there's a bunch of things out there. There's like active campaigns, there's Infusionsoft, there's new ones popping up all the time. And the idea is there's automation. And we're not talking about, you know, constant contact or MailChimp where you send a, a newsletter blast once in a while. Now, these are actual automations where you create campaigns, you have touch points, which could be emails, text, or reminders to you to call them. And as and you kind of create like a path of what these customers go through. They could even be dated. So like in the fall, emails go out with, you know, checklists, how to maintain the house, spring, how to, you know, what to do in the springtime to maintain their house. And now you have these touch points happening automatically. So every time they come in your system, they work with you. Now they go to this third party that's going to continue following up with them. So it's pretty much marketing. But it's marketing based on building relationship, which I feel most, you know, that, that's what marketing should be. It should be about building relationship. And this is how you do it by using a third-party platform, automating, and then all this stuff's happening on a regular basis. Every year they're getting these reminders. And then anytime you have a sale or a special, then you could do something like a newsletter. That's where it comes in more appropriately, where yes, you are writing it and yes, you are blasting it out. But in between you running those promotions, they're still getting these additional touch points and it keeps you top of mind with them. So when somebody asks, you know, well, who's the person that was here last year that did your pressure washing? Oh, yeah. You know what? I got one of their emails. Let me forward it to you. Here it is. And maybe it's, you know, got information about you. Maybe it's got a coupon. Who knows what? But at least they can find you. Where like in the home inspection industry, I've talked to home owners over and over and over. It's very rare that 30 days after the transaction, they remember who their inspection company was. Wow. They don't stay in touch with them, right? And if you're a builder, you're a pressure washer, you're offering services that you want to keep selling. And don't we all want to get like on a schedule where it's like regular, you know, whether it's quarterly or annually, we look forward to those kind of contracts and those clients. We need to build a relationship with them so that they can have that experience with us and trust. And they always think of us first when somebody's looking for that service. Absolutely. So, if someone is interested in, in talking to you about this um, and Tom campaigns as well, um, what what's the best way to reach out to you? If someone wants to say, hey, it's fun. This was a great podcast that I heard, John. I'm really interested in this. What's the best way to reach out with you and, and have that conversation? Yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, the best way is email. Office at TOMcampaigns.com. And you can go to our website, tomcampaigns.com. There's some details about what we do there. And we can custom build. When it comes to contractors, such as pressure washer contractors, we can custom build, figure out what you need, and then we'll help you with copy, come up with email, strategy, everything. So it's not a, I don't know what I want to do. 
It's like, we're here with the strategy. You know, we, I have multiple businesses, so we'll talk about what you want to do and I'll tell you what I've seen work and then we'll build what you want. So it's custom built for you to help you represent your company, engage with your clients. And we can automate texts. We can automate emails. We can send articles. We can send postcards. Yeah, actual postcards. Automate. <laughs> you don't have to buy anything, store it, mail it out. And then we can put reminders in there for you to call your clients too. So if you have like longer uh, longer, uh, you know, contracts or things that are reoccurring, you know, you can create a system where people that are in those kind of contracts or those services, you have automated reminders that are coming to your office to engage with that client and set up their next service. So we can help you do a lot of things and track all your jobs. So if you're not using a CRM, we could use the platform as a CRM and now start tracking your what we call a pipeline. So it's all the jobs coming in and which ones are in progress by your dollars. And you can now see how many jobs you have going on and get a better idea of where your business is at and where it's going. All right. Well, thank you very much. I hope I hope that you guys take him up on that and uh, reach out to him for any more information because this is powerful stuff. It, it sounds like you can really um, you know, structure your business for growth this way. Yeah. And that's, that's right. Like I feel a business should be growing no matter what. And somebody says, well, I'm comfortable with my business where it is at. I respect that. But what I know is everybody else is building up around you. So it may not feel like you're shrinking, but if everybody's growing, sometimes, you know, I've seen really good businesses just one day just disappear. And then other businesses that stayed growing, they stuck around, you know, and that's what it's about. It's staying up with the times. It's, you know, meeting the client's needs, which sometimes they are changing and figuring out what new ways we can meet those needs for our clients. Yeah, absolutely. That is that. That's the goal, right? <laughs> That's powerful. So, all right. Thank you very much, Ishvan. Is there, is there anything else today you want to um, you want to leave any any golden nuggets of information you want to leave with our uh, our audience today? Yeah. Back to you know I mentioned it, but I want to touch on it. The seven levels yeah. of communication. If all we're doing is mailers at the bottom, it's not very personal. I understand it may be effective. Don't stop it. I'm not saying that. But if you can find the way where you can get to the networking events up on top, where you can actually get in front of groups of people, do it. And if you think, well, I'm not a good speaker, go to Toastmasters. You know, I did Toastmasters. I, I loved it. And it, you know, gave me an opportunity on a weekly basis to speak in front of people and engage in a way that, you know, a lot of people are uncomfortable. And you'll be surprised. Most of the people in Toastmasters are not people that are speakers. They're people who want to be better at getting in front of a group. So if you can do that, if you can learn to get in front of a group and wow them, get their attention, whether it make them cry, make them laugh, they're going to love you and they will refer you to their clients. They're going to want to work with you. People love to work with people they get to know, like, and trust. And speaking in front of groups is the fastest way to reach a big audience and scale any business. Wow. Absolutely. And for anyone who's not aware, what is Toastmaster? Uh, Toastmasters is a group where we get together. Uh, they're all over. And right now, a lot of them are virtual. And every week, there are roles that you can take, whether a speaker role, an evaluator. So you evaluate a speaker. So you learn to give, give good criticism. You know, be constructive. Uh, There's some other different roles. You could even be the Toastmaster for the meeting, which means you kind of learn to be a little bit of an MC and run a meeting. So if you're ever planning on putting speakers together, putting events together. That's a great opportunity to learn those different roles and in, a, in a, an environment that's very, uh, very supportive. 
and they'll give you good feedback and help you with that. And it's it's actually, most groups are really fun. So if you don't find one that's fun, check out another one. You know, it's free, usually the first two. So pop in, check it out, see what it's about, and then get plugged in and become a better speaker. It's not about, you know, being able to speak, but it's just getting comfortable being in front of groups and learning how to share your message. That's what's key. And that's great. So just I want I want to touch on that seven levels of communication again. Mm. Do you do you have any any, you know, metrics that you can touch to and say, hey, when I was doing this lower level of communication, I was getting really much lower response rate than I was when I when I'm raising the bar on how what is it like? The degrees of separation is that what it is when you when you break down the degrees of separation and you're there face to face you get a much better response so when i just did emails once in a while i didn't really know a lot about marketing a lot of my growth of my company was organic meaning i was relying on doing a good job and letting people speak for me and i hear a lot of small businesses say that oh i just do a good job and let other people share that's great but what if you start getting a high demand and you want to hire somebody, but you're afraid that the leads aren't going to be consistent. So when I started going and networking face-to-face, people got to know me, see who I was, ask questions, huge impact. The one-on-ones, invite people that are influencers. Could I take you out to lunch sometime? Not to talk about me, but talk about them. Tell them, can I take you out to lunch and hear more about how you help people? Then they're going to get to know you, like, and trust you. And when I started getting on stage, when I started getting in front of groups and I started bringing that value that just teaching them, that's where it changed. Like right there, that's where everything changed uh, when it comes to the number of leads that were coming in the door. It went exponential. That's why I say if you can get there, you can turn it exponential. You can turn on the knob where the biggest problem you have is trying to train, hire and train people fast enough. And that's a good problem to have. That's the best problem to have. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. So again, I just thank you so much for joining us today and helping helping us understand the the power of building these relationships and getting the referrals and what that can do for for your business. And thank you for sharing how to automate it. I think that um, you know it's really powerful and it really will help a lot of people take their business to the next level. I would say so. It's done it for me, and I just keep putting in place every company I build. So it works. It works. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, thank you to our audience. Um, and we, we will have a great list of guests coming on this podcast in the near future. Uh, I just got back from the IWCA PWNA joint event in Orlando, Florida, where I met a bunch of great pressure washers and vendors out there. And we are going to have some fantastic guests to share information like this. Uh, how Uh, information that'll help you build your company for success. So thank you very much, Isfan, for joining us. um, And I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be here, Jake. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So thank you guys. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the bell so you won't miss our next episode. This episode was produced by Jake Aronson. This has been a Pair Payments production.